0: Morning's message. I want to share on uh, doing the will of God, no matter what the cost. Who of you here found it easy to do the will of God? Please put up your hand. Who of you found it easy to do the will of God? Few of you. Two of you. Confusion. Confusion reigns. How do? How? <laughs> How do you define success? How would you say, if you look at if look at someone or your own life, say I am successful, what would you base your success on? I think in this day and age, success, as the world sees it, is am I better than that guy? Success, though, I believe, with God is Have you fulfilled the mandate to which you were created to fulfill in your lifetime? That to me is success. And there is no comparison between me and this other pastor or that duemani. I need to be compared to what I was called to fulfill within my lifetime. If I have fulfilled it, then I have been successful in my opinion. In other words, if you have been given one talent, okay, what are you to do? Multiply that. If you've only been given two, you are to multiply it to four. If you've been given ten, you to multiply it to twenty. Right? That is the biblical. That's how Jesus, the parables that he talks is. You need to fulfill what you. If you've been entrusted this. Make sure that you grow it. Grow your giftings. Fulfill what God has called you. That is success. So, I'll once again ask, do you believe that it's easy to do the will of God? Hmm? Would you read with me Acts 20 verse 22. Acts 20 verse 22. And now, compelled by the Spirit, Paul saying, I am going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardship are facing me. If the Holy Spirit had to say, listen, but or, sister, you need to prepare yourself because the next place that you are going, hardship, trouble is coming your way. Who's going to go to that next place? Or are you going to suddenly go to Joppa? You're going to run the opposite direction. Here he's warned. The Holy Spirit warns him. He says, listen. This is what is coming. He warns me that prison and hardship are facing me. Who, who of you, if you knew you are going to go to prison, if you go to Zanin, would go to Zanin now? if you go today you're going to prison if you're going to please put up your hand if you the Holy Spirit says if you go to today you're going to be put in prison but Lord I'm going to go and share the gospel with so and so would you go Mm. is it easy to do the will of God sometimes not that easy hey we read in Acts 20 verse 38 a little bit further down What grieved them most was that that his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. And Paul told them, listen, you're not going to see my face again. Who of you are so secure in yourself, in your relationship with God, that if he says go there, you're going to get imprisoned, and you will not see these people again, ever again, that you could tell them, and you could do it with joy. That's what he did here. He says, You're not going to see my face again. What an amazing man. Hey. I I think look, the minute you become a child of God, he has authority over you, right? So he can discipline you. Okay, we're not illegitimate children. The Bible says, therefore, that God the Father can discipline us. And I do believe that does happen in our life. However, he will never override our will. I believe you'll discipline you. You don't listen. It may be again, and eventually you'll just say, "Okay, that's enough." I had a prophet once in my home, and he said to me, he gave a word to this major leader, okay, in this nation. He said, "God says if you pass this test, you'll become a leader of leaders of leaders." He said, "If you do not," he said, "God says he's going to remove you." God removed him. He didn't know, six months later, God took him home. A major leader. Hello? So, can you rewrite the test? Yes. But there comes a time where God says, enough is enough, I will not allow this. And he just takes you home. Yes, Gwenda. Die is bereid om te Are you Are you willing to go through that? Are you willing to say not my will, but thine be done? That is the question. It's easy to say it, but when Yeah. But it's when you when that happens, it's not that easy. What an incredible man of courage and conviction he must have had to be able to endure all of this. Can you imagine? Would you like to be told, listen, you're going to be beaten up. You're going to be imprisoned. You're going to be flogged. And you're going to be falsely accused. Do any of you, would any of you enjoy that? Would you like that? Yet if the Holy Spirit has to tell you that, it prepares your heart. That's how awesome God is. He, He tells us, listen, this is what's going to happen. And if we really love Him, we'll say, okay, I accept that. I'll accept that's the journey, the path which you are taking me. It's not the same that he's taking you or you or you. It, our journeys are different. Our mandates, our callings are different. It doesn't matter what earth suit you've been put in. If you've got a, a male suit or a female, you, there's, there's, the only difference is you male or female. The, the thing is, what is your calling from God? And just because you're in a different suit, do not disqualify yourself from certain callings of God. Because man disqualifies you. Carries on. Acts 21. This is a bit long. Verse 1 through to 13. But some of you don't read this, so I need to read it. Okay. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Cos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from, th- from there to Par- Partara. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, Phen- sorry, went on board and set sail. After, sh- after sighting cy- Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed to cy- Syria. We landed at Tyre where our ship wa- was to be un- uploaded to un- was to unload its cargo. Finding the disciples there, we stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us on the on the out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went on abo- aboard the ship. And they returned home. Verse we 7. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed in Polytimas, where we where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days A prophet named Agabus came down from Judah. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. He says here, they beg in him, please don't go to Jerusalem. I beg you don't go to Jerusalem. So he says, but you you break my heart because I'm not just ready to be bound up. I'm I'm ready to die for the name of the Lord. Not just for any cause, for the name of the Lord he says I'm willing to die for that no problem now (laughs) who's right in this scenario is Paul right or his friends right wasn't wasn't it like a unanimous vote that Paul should not go to Jerusalem but it was by people okay but the unanimous vote was don't go who did he submit to that? And this is the question, whose voice are you going to submit to in life? The calling and mandate of God upon your life? Or the fears of man? Hello? Are you with me? If you watch Animal Planet 50 5050 you'll see sometimes you see a cheetah and a cheetah's... Got a big body, a long body, and it goes when it's. How does it get get its prey? By art, running it right, and it can go for a short spurt of time. But if it misses the first time, and normally that's it. Why? Because this big body has a small little heart, and this is the problem with many people in the church today. Oh, I'm going to go do this for God. And they zoom and... Who of you have seen that? Come on, put up your hands. I've seen it with many people. I'm going to do this and accomplish this and I'm going to go into ministry and do this. And they, yes, and they've got all the fire, but that fire is slowly... May we never allow the fire of God to wane or to die out in our lives, don't allow the, the calling upon your life to be dampened, to be put out by anyone, only God. If he says, no, no, I want to redirect this, then you say, yes, sir. Amen? I've got one yes. Point one, sometimes godly people can give you wrong advice. Do you think those people with Paul were godly people? Did they give him wrong advice? Okay. Who of you have had godly people giving you terrible advice? Put up your hand. Oh, okay, let me be nicer. Wrong advice. Who of you have had that? Come on. I think every single one of us. And they have the purest of intentions. But it is wrong. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, we have to say, but what do you say, God? If he's already spoken, well, I don't even entertain them. Hello? Paul didn't even entertain it. These guys saying, no, don't go to Jerusalem. Look here, you've just, this bout's been tied. This is going to happen. You're going to be bound, put in jail. No, 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 no. Please do not do it. They loved him. So they were basing their advice on emotion, on selfishness. They wanted him to stay with him with them. So he said they say to the, him, Don't go. But a greater and higher voice had spoken. And his submission was first to God, not to man. And our submission first is to God never be happy and fulfilled unless your submission is not first to God and you will keep writing the same test as Marty said and if you keep loving him he will let you rewrite it till you pass it until such time that he says enough is enough because you are not listening and may that not happen with us I wrote you consider postage stamp it's useless okay unless it has the ability to stick until it arrives at its destination. And it's the same with us. Our callings are useless unless we fulfill what God has called us to be. May we reach the destination to which God has called us and fulfill the mandate upon our lives. Amen. Number two. Sometimes the advice we are given is not from God, but the will of man. Whose will do you submit to? And it's sometimes very difficult to say, but Lord, I have all these voices. I've had many people say, what on earth are you doing in Hainesburg? You're stupid. You should be in Joburg in a big city with a big church and you're in the small little... I say, but God has not told me to do that. How can I... If God says, Ian, give everything you have away, ever,' I will do that with love certainly not to any secular organization or ungodly person that you know if you're a kingdom citizen I already told you right I said and many of you were shocked if my kids don't serve the Lord I would never give them one cent inheritance why because how can I transfer kingdom finances to the world it cannot happen you, 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 if you do that you're not a steward you're an owner But let's not get sidetracked. I think that many of us take advice from people and we go and we live by it instead of saying, Lord, override your voice with all these voices that are speaking. Because at the end of the day, your voice is what counts. Please note that these saints were wrong even though they seem to be unanimous. They were wrong. And I've many a time had voices and all of them have been wrong but God has been right number three sometimes our advice discourages rather than encourages people to follow the will of God do you think they encouraged Paul do you think it boosted his ego Oh, these people love me oh do you think that's what happened not a chance he said you're making me want to cry how can you even do this how can you say this do you think he, do you think he was not going through things knowing that he's gonna be go through all these things, being beaten up and going through all these trials and putting shackles? Do you think he was not playing these things in his mind and understood what was gonna take place? He knew. You don't believe that? Do you think Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane Sweated blood because, well, you know, he was just going to go and see a little tree and get nailed to it. Hmm? He knew. He even he, he even begged God, God the Father. He said, is there no other way that this cup can't pass me by? Yet not my will, but thy will be done. He certainly didn't want to go down that road. I can guarantee you Paul did not want to go down this road. But he did it for your sake and my sake. And praise God for this, because we have the, the uh, what do you call it, the prison epistles. It's known as the prison epistles, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I mean, all of these amazing books that he wrote, uh, Philemon and those ones, yeah? Acts 21 verse 13. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die for the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow, what a man of God, hey? Philippians 1 verse 20 to 25 says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage to... So that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. In my body, hey, whether it be life or death. Whether I live or die, may He be exalted. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This, this if you can honestly say that you are incredibly mature in Christ. And he says, for me to live is Christ, but to die will be far better In other words, I don't really want to stay here with you. I would rather be in heaven worshiping the king of kings. But I'm here because you need me. And I'm willing to submit to that calling upon my life. That's what he's saying. If I'm going to live in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Not useless labor, fruitful. Okay. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far, by far better, he says. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. I need to stay here because I need to impart into your life. That's what, that is what Paul is saying. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Amazing, eh? Jan Pederski was asked by a fellow pianist if he could be ready at any time to play a recital on short notice. And the famous musician replied the following, I am always ready. I have practiced eight hours a day for 40 years. The other pianist said, I wish I had been born with such determination. Padawiski replied we are all born with it I just used mine we are all born with it I just used mine and many of us sadly make every excuse under the sun and we do not fulfill the mandate on our lives and may we repent of that and say Lord your will be done in my life not man's your will not mine your will Amen Neither the prison nor absence of trouble, persecution or death is an indicator of God's will just by the way. Hello? We think, well, if everything's going perfect, you know, and we're doing per, there's no problems in our life, then we're not tra- uh, 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 uh. That's certainly not an indicator. And ma- you will hear many people saying this and preaching this. That is not the truth. That is a lie. When Paul was put in jail, do you think that he would agree with me on this statement? Yes, he would. Do you think it would go along many teachers' belief systems with Paul in jail? No. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 54 to 57 When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory, where death is your sting. The sting of death is sin. So in other words, if, if for us that love and serve God, to die me is awesome. We, we should all be able to shout rather be with God. In heaven. But I'm here because you need me. And you're here because I need you. And that should be our thing. Every single one of us. You see what it says there? The sting of death is sin. When we do not know Him and we live for ourselves and not for God. Death is a terrible thing. But for us, that love and serving, it's exciting. William Carey once said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. May you expect great things, but may you also attempt great things for Him. Some of you think, well, Paul is an anomaly, he's only this one situation. My mom tried to throw a spanner in the works. Here we read Matthew 16 verse 21 in closing. Matthew 16, 21 through to 26. From that time, on, Jesus began to explain to His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders. He's telling them. Who is He telling? All of His disciples. He's going to suffer things at the hands of who? Elders. Religious people, not kingdom citizens. You should know exactly what I'm saying after this last kingdom series. Chief priests and teachers of the law and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Jesus is saying, this is what's going to happen to me. Okay? Why? Because he was informed this. How was he informed? By the Father. I do nothing except that which the Father tells me to do, he said. Verse 22. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He at least does one thing right. And takes him aside and says hey. And then he starts to rebuke Jesus. Never Lord. He said. This shall never happen to you. Why? Because I've got a sword and I'm not going to allow it. Because I'm in the army of God. Like I shared with you last week. Nowhere in scripture will you see that you are called to be, to be in the army of God. Nowhere. You are not called to fight the fight. You have angels to do that. Hello? Go and read that and come and show me that I'm wrong. You are not going to find that. Don't sing songs like that. It's not true. If you want to fight the fight, well, good good luck to you. You're in super trouble then. Satan's going to give you a hiding. Verse 23, it says there, um, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You're making this even harder for me to go through. You do not have in mind the things of God but the things of men. You're as Jim said, you're selfish. You are wanting me around you the whole time. But I have a greater purpose, and that is the restoration of your soul. To get you back into right relationship with the Father. He had a greater purpose, he had a greater mandate. By God the Father, and He says He goes so far as saying, "Get behind me, Satan." Who has, has have you ever said that to someone? Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> hey? Who of you have the courage to do that? <laughs> I've sometimes wanted to say that, but I've not. <laughs> Verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you give in exchange for your soul? Nothing. So give your life. Say, Lord, here I am. I choose to do your will, irrespective of an army of individuals that go contrary to that. I will choose your will. And I will submit to your mandate upon my life. And if you've only given me two, I will make sure I grow that. And I will at least double that. If you've given me ten, I will make sure I will double that. And even if you've given me only one measly little bit, I will double that. Stop putting it in the ground, digging it, hiding it. In this last scripture, may we be like men of God that have gone before and say, I've fought the good fight, I've run the race, and I'm ready to receive the crown. That's what he says here. And he says, just like many of us, and may we all receive the crown, and God say say to us, you good and faithful servant. The Indians say, when you were born, you cried, and the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a manner, that when you die, the world cries, and you rejoice. Brilliant. And I pray that the world will cry because we are be, we are leave up when we gone. But we will be overjoyed to meet Him. So may we fulfill our mandate. May you do the will of God irrespective of what other people say. If you know God has spoken, it's a sure name. I always dream, dreamt of being a farmer. And um, I was studying theology and three months later God called me and I knew, let me tell you, I knew. I, I, sorry, yes, I was studying agriculture. Did I say theology? I was studying agriculture. Three months later God called me. And I said, there's no way, you're going to have to confirm this. The next morning, it's this exact same thing when I woke up and then I knew I mean but now I was petrified I had to tell my parents I mean now I've started this whole new study and I must now somehow break it to them and I was honestly I was scared to tell them and when I sat them down they they wept. that they said that it's the greatest honor however we had already been pre-warned when they walked out the Methodist church a lady came to and said we want We. I just want you to know that God is Preparing your son. He's going to take him into full time ministry. So their hearts were already prepared. But they never shared it with me. If God speaks. And you know you'll drop everything. And I want to encourage you. Make sure you hear from God. Because then it's easy to just drop. And then you don't listen to all those voices. You listen to his voice. And then you go for godly counsel and wisdom. But you fulfill his mandate upon your life. Amen. Hello. Father, we thank you so much. For the incredible privilege. That you have us in your mind. So much so that you've created every single one of us uniquely and different. With a different calling upon our lives a different mandate you have called us to be successful not compared to anybody else but compared to what you have called us to fulfill in our lifetime and Lord I pray that you would give us the wisdom and the knowledge to live out the calling that you have placed upon our lives. Forgive us where we've listened to other voices. Forgive us where we have done our own thing. Forgive us where we have been too fearful to step into the things that you have called us to step in. Forgive us where we have not gone and told it on the mountaintops, and we've too been too scared of what other people say help us to be kingdom citizens ambassadors that represent you well and that help grow your kingdom and establish it here on earth as it is in heaven I pray your blessing upon everyone here I pray Holy Spirit that you would go with us guide us and lead us that you would direct us and that your voice would be the prominent voice in our lives and would override every other voice. Give us courage. Give us the courage. And the strength. To choose right. And then to live right. We love you. We appreciate you. We are so grateful for what you are doing in our hearts. In our lives. Thank you Lord Jesus. That we here on earth. For a specific reason. And that is to go tell it on the mountain. And so, we shall do that. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen.